the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The George Show with George Brockler on News Talk 710 KNUS. Walk this way, 710 KNUS. My name is George Brockler. This is The George Show. We are going to get right into our next segment with, I got to say, both anecdotally and based on all the available science that's out there, the fastest growing segment of this four-week-old show is Get to Know Your Teen Joining us right now is one of my teens, uh, Amanda. How are you? Good morning. I'm Listen, great. Truth be told, <laughs> when Jim behind the glass called you moments ago, were you awake? Kind of, like half awake. Oh my sweet goodness! Now look, for those of you that don't know, Amanda's seventeen years old. She's my oldest of four. I've got 15, 12, and 10 also at home. There's no chance they're listening to this show right now. In fact, your presence on the radio right here, Amanda, has dropped the average age to somewhere in the low to mid-40s of the listenership. So thank exactly. you for doing that. Um, what The other thing people ought to know is no day this week, and this was spring break for you, True? Yes. Epic spring break. Mm, thrilling. Yeah, I, I sense sarcasm, even though you're not in the studio. Two things people ought to know. You would be in the studio, but I suggested you stay at home for two good reasons. One is just on the off chance that this virus is in here, and I'm holding right now a hand sanitizer that is like every two feet here, something sanitizing. Clutching it in fear. Well, not so much out of fear, but it, it's it's very soft and easy to hold. But um, the other part is I didn't think there was any chance in heck you were going to be able to get out of bed and get here by this time. I mean, it's 725. We had to call to wake you up. So I think those things both turned out to be true. I have not seen you, I think, before noon any day this week. And I've been at home every day. Is that fair? I would say that's correct. Now, listen, in the Get to Know Your Teen segment, I'd like to ask, based on your knowledge of your peers, your friends, and your junior, senior, sophomore, and all that other stuff, similar behavior? Do they all sleep in until about noon every day, or is that just you? Um, It might just be me. I feel like there's a handful that do sleep in until, like, noon or 3. Well, what's the deal? Why Why are you doing that? I, I don't know. Great, great answer. So far, scintillating. Let me ask you this. Now, uh, Monday was going to be a work day or something that would have given us an extra day of, in essence, spring break. But Tuesday, the semester starts back up, not in earnest, but in an attempt to start up school again. Now, a couple things. One, did the school district, Douglas County School District, which we're huge fans of and consumers of, did they extend the period of time that you will be out of your building? Yes, they did. So originally we were only going to be out of in-person learning for until the 27th, but then under Governor Polis's order, we're out through the 17th. 17th of May. April. 17th of April. Right? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm thinking of? May 17th is when the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court said we're not going to have any jury trials, really, unless they run up on speedy issues before May 17th. So April 17th. How certain are you that you'll be back in school by the end of April? Um, I'm pretty hopeful that we will, but I don't know. No, uh, Not very certain, but I really am holding out hope. So describe for me Tuesday, and I mean from your perspective, Tuesday is a school day. You're just going to have to do remote learning. Now, I know as a, as a journalist, as a reporter for The Rock, which is the awesome school newspaper out there at your high school, um, you've yeah. done some looking at this. What does that look like? Are you out of bed at uh, 6.30 the way you normally are and out the door by 7.05, even though you're supposed to be on the road by 6.55? Or are you getting up at noon again? No, I think it depends. So based on what my teachers send out over the next few days, I get to see what type of instruction they're doing. So a lot of teachers, you can't really put a lot of restrictions on it or mandate that people show up to like video calls and stuff like that. So what teachers are doing is like they're offering during when our class would be during normal school hours, like a live session or something where you can get on a conference call with them or like a Zoom type call. And then that recording will just sit on like a Google Classroom page or a Schoology page. So all the students that didn't want to come to that live session could watch it throughout the day. And then we'll have to turn in our assignments electronically by three. Okay, a couple things about that. One, it concerns me that you're talking in general. And that is, well, it could be Zoom, it could be something else. Does each class have specific instructions they provided you on? Here's what we're doing on Tuesday. No. So what I... So I sat in on the faculty meeting that our principal had with all of the faculty where he was first giving general instruction before we knew really what period of time we would be out of school. This was all before we were out of school. He just told us and told the teachers to prep for two weeks. And what he's doing is he's giving autonomy to the PLCs. So I don't the know what that means. It's like, the P, it's like um, I don't know what it stands for, but it's like if all of the Algebra 1 teachers got together, they have autonomy over their lesson plans. It just, all of the Algebra 1 teachers have to have the same lesson plans and the same method of delivery. So if they're doing a Zoom call, they're all doing a Zoom call, and it's consistent throughout that subject. So no Algebra 1 student has a discrepancy in what they're learning that week and how they're learning it. And when is that supposed to be rolled out, to your knowledge? Like, when are your teachers going to say, hey, surprise, here's what's expected of you moving forward? Well, I mean, I don't blame them for taking a while because this was just kind of sprung on them um, on Thursday night. And then Friday morning, our superintendent was like, oh, by the way, everyone should come to school to learn about their online lesson plan. So it was kind of a jump for everyone um, to get at it. And they also had to finalize their um, third quarter grades and they had to do parent-teacher conferences on Thursday night. Like it was a lot. When you say Thursday, you don't Um, mean two nights ago. No, I mean Thursday at the end of the quarter, like before break. Yeah, yeah. okay. So they've had now 10 days, let's say 10 days to, to adjust to this. Right. And I, I just want to be clear about this. And, and I'm only asking as a parent and a taxpayer and a voter. Uh, you still don't know as sure. we're heading into this weekend and uh, the next, Tuesday is the first day of school, at least through remote learning. You still don't know what the plan is? I have some of the plans for a few of my classes, the like A push and AP French, like okay. I know what we're going to do okay, over the next few weeks. That's good to know that some of the teachers are Johnny on the spot with that or Jane on the spot. 
let me ask you this. There was something that you uh, revealed to me that I actually included in a Denver Post column that I think is going to run tomorrow, and it's about uh, the educational system right now through this mm-hmm. crisis and changes we could make. And one of the things that you had indicated was the school superintendent had put out guidance that during this period of time there can be no new learning. What does that mean? Right. So originally when the superintendent rolled this out, they thought it was only going to be through the 27th. So what he said was there should be no new instruction and assignments should be simple and manageable. And so enrichment-based assignments, so on something that kids have already learned and it's just like a research project or something or like a worksheet that's on that thing that they already learned. So I asked my principal about this. I emailed him a few days ago as a follow-up after it was announced we'd be out of school for longer than the 27th. And um, he said that it depends, really. Classes have the autonomy to make that decision, like those PLCs I was talking about earlier. Um, And if there's any new instruction, it has to be simple and manageable and given in an easy format, you know? Is that still true now through the, whatever, 17th of April? Right. So that's what I was asking him about. Oh, you don't know the answer yet? The 17th of April. No, I do. That was his response, is that any assignment has to be simple and manageable. So it's up to the teacher's discretion. Okay, simple and manageable. um, And forgive me, uh, we're talking with 17-year-old Amanda on the Get to Know Your Teenager spot here on 710 KNUS. I am George Brockler, Amanda's father, and I am learning, as you are out there right now, what the plans for public education are uh, moving forward through this period of time where they can't go back into the classroom. I know this puts the teachers in a weird way, but uh, Amanda, my concern is, as you can tell from my questions and the tone of my voice, my concern is there still mm-hmm. isn't a rolled out plan. And it sounds like you don't even know, and maybe they don't either, how much new learning you can do. I get simple and manageable. But if the rest of the semester is just trying to figure out a way how to get online and talk about stuff you've already learned, I worry about what you're not getting put in that gray matter between your ears before the end of the year. Right. Well, I think it's kind of up in the air for everyone because this is completely unprecedented. So I I understand where, like, all the vagueness is coming from and stuff like that, and it's a little frustrating. But I feel like once Tuesday hits and we'll start to have those online classes, it'll start to become more apparent, like, what we're doing and the structure of it will shape for the next few weeks. So I think it'll just be like a learning curve. We can't hit this um, on the ground running. Okay, that's disturbing to your dad, by the way. But listen, it, can you stay on through a break? And when I say can you stay on through a break, yeah. as your father, I'm saying stay on through a break. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. We're going to come back. I, I want to ask you some more questions about sort of how this whole coronavirus thing has impacted your state of mind as well as what you're hearing from your friends, some online learning stuff that may be available if not through your school, all that other stuff. If you want to call in and ask the just recently woken up Amanda Uh, Any questions, please give us a call at 303-696-1971. You're listening to 710 KNUS. My name is George Brockler. This is The George Show. Now, back to The George Show with George Brockler on News Talk 710 KNUS. A little bit of peace of mind here on 710 KNUS from one of my favorite groups, Boston. Again, it's only timely because of the whole Tom Brady the Buccaneers thing. Can't wait to see how that plays out. Let's get right back to our 
mostly important our MIP line, I guess, mostly important person line. <laughs> it's also a, uh, a shorthand, by the way, for minor in possession, which mercifully you've never been accused of, at least not at home. I've never been caught. Yeah, right. That's probably not the way to say that, especially now that we're back live <laughs> on air. Thank you so much. We're talking with 17-year-old Amanda on the remainder of the Get to Know Your Teenager segment. Uh, the number 303-696-1971 if you have a question for Amanda, and I do. Uh, one that I think I left the last segment with before we head into this is, look, um, given the fact that you are on your phone relentlessly and even your laptop, and I hear you jibber-jabbering behind mm-hmm. the hollow core door to your room, which, by the way, I should tell everybody this, uh, there was a little bit of a handle issue on Amanda's door. You guys know working handles yep. in, inside home. And uh, she could not figure it. It broke. It's not her fault, mostly her brother's. But nonetheless, it broke and it locked her out of her room. There was no way. There's no key. There's no nothing. So dad had to come in and MacGyver it off of the door. It may... I thought you mean you took a screwdriver and hammered the other end of it until it cracked through my door and took the handle off. I just want the, the listeners to know that. Successfully removing the door handle from the door and then that left a gaping... And some of the door, too. <laughs> But you got back in your room. I mean, let's be honest. You didn't have to sleep out in the hallway, right? Somebody took care of you. Somebody got the job done. That's what you do. You call an army colonel to get the job done. So I got the door handle <laughs> off, but it required you for some time to use a sock to, to block that little hole. And so uh, I, Dad went to Home Depot and bought you a handle, and I wanted to install it, but you insisted on installing it and tell everybody what happened. The handle works completely great now. The paint doesn't line up from where the handle was chipped away before, but got a great new handle. I guess I was really just looking for you to say, hey, I installed it properly and it works, but you took another shot at your dad with the paint chips, which, by the way, had I not created, you would still be living in the hallway or with your brother on one of the bunk beds. You don't want to do that either. Anyway, congratulations on that. But given (laughs) how much time you spend in that room with the new working handle, on your phone and laptop, it seems like doing remote learning or online education would come second nature to you and your peers. Do you feel like that's true? Um, I think I think the getting on the remote learning and whatever platform we use isn't going to be a struggle for us. So, like, if we have a Zoom conference call, everyone's going to be able to figure that out or, like, Google Classroom, anything like that. But I feel like with remote learning, we're going to – it's going to be harder to learn because it's going to stress the emphasis of that in-person, like face-to-face style of learning, which I think is a lot better for me personally, because I don't learn as well over a computer. And I feel like most kids don't. Our attention span kind of goes. Don't you, though, learn a ton? I mean, maybe what you're saying is classes need to be broken down into TikTok length segments or something. But (laughs) don't you learn? Don't you take in almost everything through your eyes, through those screens, small and big? Right. We're consuming like so much information, but it's also most of what is on our phone is like curated to us and that's information we want to see. So if you're going to teach me about like Herbert Hoover or something like that or something that I'm not as interested in as let's say like Instagram or Twitter um, and that's not as pertinent to my daily life, it's going to take a lot more to get that information in my brain. You just said not as pertinent easy. to your daily life. Are you talking about like math and stuff, just not as pertinent to your daily life as Kim Kardashian? Mm-hmm. Right. Or Kendall Jenner. That's probably more appropriate for you. Uh, let me ask you this. Moving forward, if if every single class 
were accessible online. And I don't mean to show students because I'm worried about putting out there on the stream uh, kids uh, on, on the Internet. But teachers, mm-hmm. if every single teacher's class was available online, do you think that for a day that you were sick or maybe you were out of town because you were going out to New York for some big award that you guys won, that you could learn until it was from canceled, yeah. yeah until it was canceled and we'll talk about that in a minute but um you could learn that way i don't mean I every single so. day so one of my teachers oh, one of my teachers actually does that where he like because he has powerpoint so he has an application on his ipad that's linked to the powerpoint that records audio so whatever our lesson is for that day he'll drop into a folder on schoology with the worksheets from that day and any of the documents we use and so if you were sick, you're expected to go in and listen to that, like, podcast kind of style of the PowerPoint mm. and then fill out the worksheet and stuff. And it's helpful. It's just there's nothing like being in the classroom. It's like other people get to ask questions when the material is prompted. It's just it's harder to focus and pay attention. Do you, do you know what Zoom is? Yes, I okay. was just on one yesterday. Okay, great. Do you think if you could have class through the Zoom technology, and for people out there listening, if you don't know Zoom, it's an app you can download on your laptop or on your phone or whatever. We just conducted, I just conducted a meeting with, man, 220 to 240 employees um, last week, and I was on video, had everybody else uh, available for questions right then and there. Um, do you think that mm-hmm. that would be more helpful if you had the ability to do that? I think so. I think one of my teachers is going to do that, my AP French teacher, because we all need to be, like, talking to each other and stuff in that class. Um, so we're going to do some sort of video chat like that. Um, it, it gets hard with some other styles of classes, like math and things like that, where you really need to be, like, in person following whiteboard instruction with the notes if you have a bunch of formulas and stuff like that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we do. Could you? Could we and should we try to focus on this moving forward in terms of making this an alternative to in-class instruction? Um, I think so. I think just for other people, it's really having this issue and so quickly has really shown the discrepancies in like who has Internet access and who has computer access and who really has educational materials like that outside of school. Um, Do you have friends that don't have laptops or the Internet? I mean, look, I mean, candidly, you know, your school is in Highlands Ranch. It's not exactly the Bronx, right? I mean, it's pretty, pretty. No, right. There's some families, though, like we did a school wide survey in every single English class because everyone's required to take an English class every single year. So they see all the students. Um, We did a school wide survey of who has Internet access and who has a laptop or a device like that so that the school could identify those kids in like a um, non like confrontatory way and try and help them and supply them with like a Chromebook over this time. So there are a few students that don't have that access to materials and things. And there's still students that like have to share a laptop between all their family and things like that. So I feel like as a district, we should be working to fill that discrepancy because all of our school work pretty much is online too. So I'll always take home online work on top of everything. And so it's so much easier having a computer at home. It sounds like you um, are on board with the idea, though, pushing more and more stuff online as long as we answer that fundamental question of how do we get every student access to that online stuff. You're cool with that? Yeah, I think so. But there's nothing like in-person learning. So if there could be like some sort of video call or something like that, I think that'd be a helpful 
form of online learning. Now, a couple quick things then before this segment ends, and every time I talk to you, it goes very quickly, and then I probably won't be able to talk to you again for another week, so I, I cherish these moments. Um, there was an <laughs> award or awards that your, um, I think it's your yearbook and your newspaper received that you mm-hmm. were supposed to be in person for this week in New York. Tell us about that. So through Columbia Scholastic Press Association, through Columbia University, we won two crown awards. So they're the same organization that gives out like Pulitzer Prizes and things like that. So these are for the top um, high school publications in the country. So our yearbook and our newspaper got one. And never in the school's history and not this year in Colorado has there been one school with two programs getting a crown. So that was pretty cool. We both got silvers in each program. What's the highest? The highest is gold, but there weren't a lot of gold. We were watching the live stream yesterday, and there were only a handful. Still pretty proud, uh, pretty proud of you. Congratulations on that. Now, final thing is tell everybody. Now, you take a couple AP classes, and for those people that don't know, AP stands for Associated Press. And you take a couple of those AP classes, like AP Bio, not the TV show, and some others. There's testing you're supposed to do every year that, if you do well enough, may count for credit in college and save dad some money and mom some money. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's going on with that? So AP just announced, or College Board just announced, they run all the AP and SAT and stuff like that, that um, all in-person testing is basically canceled. There's going to be two testing dates. There's going to be one when there usually would be AP testing, so like um, early to mid-May. And then there's going to be a second date, and they haven't announced when it is, but I'm assuming it's later, like June or something like that, for students that need more time to make up for what they lost in class. How about SAT Um, and and ACT? I gotta let you go. They haven't right announced this. they're not part of the ACT, but they haven't announced a plan for SAT yet. But go check out College Board's website. They're doing live classes and stuff like that. They've changed what units are on the test. Uh, listen, Amanda, thank you so much. I imagine you're going right back to bed at this point since you're hours behind 100%. now of actually waking up. Thank you for calling in, and I will see you at home while you're asleep very, very shortly. That was my awesome daughter, 17 years old, hopefully an insight into things that are going on with your high school or teenage student that you don't know about. We're going to come back. After the top of the hour, we're going to be joined by Senator Jim Smallwood from Parker, Colorado. That's my town. We're going to talk to him about the legislature, and then we're going to finish up with Ken Buck at the bottom half of the 8 o'clock hour. You're listening to 710 KNUS. My name is George Brockler, and this is The George Show.